Welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community. Today we have a new topic that we're going to include in our yearly and maybe 2025 too, we'll find out. But it's love message guidance for those of you who are 5D mystics and or functional adults. Enlightenment is not only a soul age group, but obviously it's that vibration that you can navigate as a person who has secure attachment, healthy self-worth, and so you know how to be a pacha and how to handle Cusco's and squirrels and Yzmas and crunks, okay? So integration of the brain brings out kindness and compassion and direct communication. And so I'm going to get straight to the point. I have attachment, trauma, educational courses, all this beautiful stuff, and a 5D mystic knows there's no devil, demon, evil. We move beyond the plane of spirituality. We don't dismantle it in saying it's not real. We know it's in the mind's eye and then that there are stories and that people get to do whatever they want to do with their time here on earth and the human suffering love narrative people and 4D mystics and, you know, all of that. So, uh, again, there's no race or competition because every day you will be attracted to the content that vibes with you. It's basically subjective reality, and that's how really it works. So I have seen throughout the past couple days and years as an online content creator, entrepreneur, and marketer, a lot of things. And in fact, on the 1st of February, you're going to hear about some of this, but I think it's ideal to share because even though it's not about romantic, platonic, sexual, or any of that, uh, which is why we're talking about polyamory and monoamory, so we will get to those uh, relationships and those dynamics and some guidance from a secure attachment perspective. Uh, People out there, <clears throat> they have now a platform, and obviously you all, you all know this. Now, while individuals who I will call Cusco's go about their business pointing a finger at social media or online and saying that it's made things worse, it makes me laugh because I think they don't remember their teenage years or their growing up or college or something. They must not have remembered what it was like and what it is like to be around. So when anyone speaks these words, I'm like, okay, you are not actually aware of what you did as you were human. Somehow this is something you don't see. Why am I saying this? Because I remember rumors, gossip. I remember basically what, you know, let's use again, the Emperor's New Groove a bunch of Cusco's with squirrels and Yzmas and Kronks and Pachas. So the Pachas are kind, compassionate, direct communicators, and they don't make up excuses for anything. They just tell you how it is and they treat you as a whole person. They are a secure attachment figure for any person in their life. And when they have all those people, the squirrels included, all of it, they won't, mystic or not, do anything about it. We learn the right silence because we learn that those who lie will have been not only lied to, but they will have not been shown a pacha way. They will have been a Cusco who was raised by potentially an Isma or even a squirrel or even a cronk for that matter, but not a pacha. So they did not get the ideal household environment. We're not going to accuse parents of anything. What we just know is no body, no human being is heartless and that you are heart like us. And so Pacha will know this, doesn't matter how old they are. And it doesn't have anything to do with their religious belief system or any of that. 
Although, of course, my lovely Jesus and Holy Spirit, I was raised with that, so I will share that part of Maria's story, and I still have a cold, excuse me. It is getting better, my lovely listeners, but it still hasn't gone away. So <laughs> anyways, um, when you do realize that for some people, you could potentially be their only pacha, like for Cusco, but it's not a pacha, okay? This is, you could be the only person that is a secure attachment figure. That means you're a lifeline, means that you are able to soothe their nervous system when they're in distress and to say, go out and have fun and explore the world, to have compersion. So that's the safe haven is nervous system and soothing. Secure base is go and have an adventure and have fun. My polyamory community, if you're securely attached, you won't say when you have a potential partner come up, I'm not going to say anything. I'm afraid to hurt their feelings. The first time you even remotely notice that there is something that can take place, you're going to say, uh, I need you to know I love more than one person in a very, very special way. And that means anything and everything. And that's it. For those who can share that, it's because you know what you are. And that's because you have healthy self-worth. So you're not saying this to be a person who needs to create a competition, which can be what others think. No, you're just sharing, this is who I am. Now, that is the part where when you get a person who begins to question you, there's many different ways people will react to finding out that a person loves more than another human being in more than just friends. And it is never, in my at least experience, I have not ever had an issue, but that's because I'm a securely attached person, I'm a pacha. And so handling Cusco's, squirrels, Yzma's, or crocs, you better bet. I mean, that's what we have out there. Uh, and on that note, let me get back to what I was going to share in a minute from, because uh, we talk about it a little bit more in depth on the first, but I'm remembering because I saw something online recently. And we had a recent full moon when ascension energies come about, anything, full moon, new moon, any of those, the individuals who are not uh, able to have a window of welcome for what comes up from their implicit memory and all that's stored in their body, they are going to be activated. And I had noticed this about a year to, I forget, I'd have to go to my timeline, but I noticed it at a certain point uh, when I was consistently only able to engage with 4D mystic content. So they focus on astrology, metaphysics, esotericism, we're Lemurians, we're DNA upgrades, we're this, we're that. Okay, so they're not talking to you as a human, they're talking to you as a story. And when you meet the ones who do spirituality, it's better because, you know, Sadhguru's guidance is awesome. I've also met others who do, uh, for example, Buddhist psychology and people who integrate within the psychological field, spirituality, I can say that I appreciate the uh, 5D educators within neuroscience and psychotherapy and sensory motor and somatic experiencing and uh, more than just psychology. They have to have also have Daniel Siegel, uh, Bezel van der Kolk, knowing of the people that I know have explained and continue to explain about neuroscience, neurobiology, and how our human makeup works, okay? And uh, that's the part of why the minute I came across Bezel van der Kolk, he unlocked the key to my heart because 
Jesus had given me already the key to people's hearts, which is only you can choose to know you are beautiful the way you are, you can love yourself. I'm nothing more than a person who can remind you of that. And that's where, like a pacha, I can remind you. And here's where it's nothing special, people. It's our integration of the brain. It's when you have an integrated brain, compassion and kindness is what results because your nervous system is regulated by you. And kindness comes because you're able to stay calm and in your soothe system. And I say nothing special because you need to remember that. Because that way you can go into the sphere of remembering we are all special. And while there's plenty of people keep cheering people on by saying and having readings of you're more special, you're special, I get what they're doing. It's a bunch of teenagers who need to be motivated. I'm not here to motivate you to understand that your human love narrative is what you can be. I'm here to explain it, share it, and do a little bit of fun. And to say I'm a pseudoscience lady for a reason. Uh, and okay... I'm a mystic though, and I'm here for my 5D mystics primarily because the good human people, meaning the ones who say, you know what, I care about myself, you know who they're going to go to? Ghostbusters, no, 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 a hammer time, I was thinking about that one, and Ghostbusters, they're going to go to the good trauma therapist. That's what they're going to do. And I am happy that those people are out there because if there's one thing that uh, I did learn from Jesus, blessed are those who can believe without seeing, and then I went around in the world and saw what those who think they see, so back to that story, when you see people on camera having what is pretty much a moment of structural dissociation, and that's where it's not crying, because some will cry on screen because somebody went on their account and made a comment as their coach and a professional. And that's where it always gets me because I'm like, how old are you again? Are you a professional? Uh, I get it that you, what do you what if you're actually saying I'm going to help you? I get it that you can share with them what you've experienced, but that you don't know how to emotionally handle a moment of vulnerability I'm not going to doubt your capability to share with me information. I won't doubt anything. What I know is you still need somebody to be a pacha for you. And that I'm watching somebody who's wanting to though, tell other people. However, this is the part of where, remember high school, all those groups, what did they do? They follow each other. And out of the group, only one of them or two of them tops are the leaders. That's why we got those power couples, because they get to prance around like the king and queen that get voted for, right? Oh, the king and queen of high school. And apparently it's a big deal, I remember, but not a huge deal if you're not from America. In fact, the Italians don't have any of this, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. They get to deal with other stuff. Like if you go to school and you don't have a specific type of clothing, they will, it's more, I always compare it to, it's classism. So in Italian schools, what I noticed was about the peer pressure was not who's your group, what you're doing, da, 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 and the popular kids. Uh, it's more of, uh, okay, you're poor, therefore you, and they get, you know, kids, they tease each other. Uh, the ones who tease the worst, they need a good therapist. They, they, they need a good therapist. And that's why the bullies are not the mean people. They need good therapists. And if we can get good therapists in schools and some parents don't like it and hopefully uh, the law keeps on doing what the law has always done, we don't uh, take ownership of wearing seatbelts. Okay, we're going to impose seatbelts. Uh, we don't take ownership of how much we drink. Okay, we're going to have to tell you how much to drink. 
We don't take ownership of how fast I'm going to put my foot on the pedestal. Okay, we're going to therefore put a speed limit. I mean, the reality is, if you don't know how to moderate, uh, law is going to moderate for you. So luckily, I do know a little bit of, no, a lot about politics. I know everything's going to be fine when it comes to that, because I also know that academia and researchers get uh, money from. So yeah, while the conspiracy theory people are all over that one, I'm all over as long as I can see good academics out there, I know something's going to get done right. Uh, how it goes, as long as the inner and outer well-being of people and really environment is saved, and that's what I care about, air, water, food, please, please, please save that because I don't want to die asphyxiated, okay? That's what I'm thinking about every now and then. Like, shit, we have CO2 all over the place. We need to fix this, uh, but luckily Sabine has helped me know that we're not going to die in a frying pan. Okay, so side note from the love messages, but uh, when you see a person on camera, uh, basically, uh, yelling, not yelling, it's more of, have you ever gotten to AM radio stations? I know one time only this happened, where there's this pastor, he's yelling about the wrath of God. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, okay, now I understand why people actually are so scared. This, this human being is really awful. What the hell? I didn't have any of this in my catechism. I'm so happy that I had nice priests and nice experiences wow and I was so shocked that this dude's just yelling ah. and so you see that happening I saw that happen this this yelling thing happen on the full moon and I was reminded about all the other people that I know that on a full moon they freak out because they have major trauma shit going on and they don't go to good therapy and these are people that other people know and so on and so forth and the person was yelling, you want to fuck with me? And she's actually like, she, I, at first I'm like, maybe she's going to get to smile because she usually is smiling and you want to fuck with me? Are you trying to test me? You try testing me. Guess what? I, I have done the drugs. I've done the this. And, and, the, and, and they're like really doing this. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I wanted to go away, but I said, let me finish just to see maybe, maybe she's going to get grounded in a minute, you know? And and do something different, and instead she's, God, don't test me, because God, and long story short, the person who needs therapy, not a platform, but then again, this is also a way that she's unloading. Now, is it healthy? Uh, eh, it's not, not healthy, but what I know with attachment and trauma is that structural dissociation, and furthermore, they're completely not connected, and they're using their story about God and, 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 and all of that and not going to say, you know, I really shouldn't be on TikTok right now. I should call my therapist or, or go and I should go run. I should, you know, so here's the part about content creators and what I don't foresee as being something that will be regulated because that's the part. Regulation is going to ensure do not entice violence, do not use specific words. They will do their best. Uh, if you are going to be a troll, your account will be, will be they're, they're going to organize. They're, they already are. And people will speak up about it. And they already are as well. Okay, so what I was wanting to share with this one, full moon, new moon, ascension energies, bring out shit. And if people don't go to good therapy, they got a platform. Uh, and you know what's more sad? I've seen this with other platforms of individuals who are basically kind of like a crunk. Uh, they get followed. And then they get called by people. This was shown to me by some other family member. There's this woman. It's 
somewhere in Italy, and they just are like a crunk, and they get called by young men who tease the person, and the person is like a crunk, doesn't figure anything out, and I'm seeing this, and I'm thinking of high school, and I'm like, wow, okay, and I'm also thinking they're not doing anything wrong, because they're not, and lo and behold, <laughs> people go follow them. And that's the sole age groups of people who have nothing better to do than to laugh at each other uh, like Kronk. Uh, no, not even Kronk in this case. No, I don't even know who it is. I guess the squirrel. We could just put the squirrel there. <laughs> the squirrel can count for all of that. But um, humanly speaking, there is nothing that we need to do. And the good trauma therapists are out there as well as the people who are mystics who are understanding about trauma memory and they're not using the story of God or spirituality. The ones of us, like what I do, I share as a 5D mystic on purpose. I use those words so that those who are in the sphere can hear about trauma and attachment information and their nervous system because Bezel van der Kolk is the one that, again, the light bulb went off because I was seeing year after year after year ascension energies and no, the people were not getting their light bodies or DNA upgrades. On those moments, these people were getting nasty and reactive. And all of them still do uh, because the human suffering love narrative are all people that need a good, good uh, therapist or to find out about their body and that yoga is not enough. Because if you don't know about your brain and how you're treating people, and here, let's get to our love messages uh, and guidance. Uh, if you don't know how to lead with secure attachment, a differentiated whole self with healthy self-worth, so you know you're not superior and inferior to another human being at all, you're a pacha, I'm talking about a pacha person. So you keep your heart body, value body, like pacha, he kept his word, even though Cusco lied, he didn't say, I have gloves on, I'm going to now be skeptical, not trust you, no. He said, I am going to keep my word and I know no person is heartless. And at the end, he's, you know, sad about his town. So he's accepted that his town's going to be destroyed. And Cusco, lo and behold, you lied to me. Uh, you told me that the mountain was beautiful. It's not. Pacha knows what's he, what he's doing. They both care for each other as they're now in the same family. And he says, well, next to me, there is a, you know, hill that's just as beautiful and it would have been great if, if Cusco had said, you know what, you were right all along. My choices uh, basically were from a place of ignorance. I, I, I don't want to say you're right, but basically aware, okay? Because the right thing, wrong thing, we don't need to do that. But a person that would be a Cusco who's more leaning to become finally a Pacha, who can say, I made some decisions, I thought of some things because right here, he was raised by Isma. <laughs> For example, no, let's not blame Isma, but I was determined by being raised in a certain way. I'm aware of where I come from, what I sh shared, spoke, and did, and I know that I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it anymore. I actually want to build a relationship with you, and I want to do it near you. And, and is there a way? Is there a way that we could? That would have been a beautiful way for that story to end. And I'm sharing this version because when you are secure attachment, that's how it works. You don't have a person like a Cusco need to say you're sorry or wrong or right. 
if you have a Cusco that ends up being like the Cusco at the end, uh, closing up again without saying and talking about serious business, nobody's going to do anything about it. But if we have the other way, that's the actual beauty of secure attachment relationships because you will know that a person has gained healthy self-worth. They know that they're not their greatest mistake and they know that they can talk about it. And that's humanly speaking. And so when you remember, yes, you can be a mystic with Claire's. You are still a human. That's what the 4D mystics forget. And that's why for me personally, as I went through these ascension moments, it wasn't challenging. I didn't get lost. I started to get fucking pissed at the 4D mystics because I'm like, what the fuck? You're, you're distorting shit. I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. So it was more of, ah, and then I came across some expanding consciousness. Thank goodness, Sadhguru and some other. And then I was able to also increase my educational material with the trauma experts because their content was being made available online. And that's what enriched me and gave me the opportunity to do and share with you all this level of channeled guidance and love messages because source, consciousness, the sphere, it is an intelligence. Right now I'm not doing only, and I'm not doing actually any channeled guidance. That's why I worded it, messages and guidance. I'm Maria, I'm providing you with certain messages that are intuitive, but it's not the channeling. When we're doing channeling, it's different, okay? To be clear, although you don't need to fixate on it too much because I always want you just to treat it like food for thought to my regular listeners and anybody who's new. Guidance is only going to be taken if there's something that resonates and at the end of the day, a conversation is all you want to be participating to whenever you hear anything. You, you want to go always to the legit sources. You want to do in a way that is of I care, for the quality of life that I bring to me. So it's not because I'm going to go and harass a person. Ah, let me say you're not worthy of being that person. No, it's not that. You want to make sure that they resonate. And that's based, though, also on their background and how much, how they come at you. You want a pacha. You'll know a pacha, but you need to know what pacha means. And then... You know, again, even if you get a Cusco or an Yzma or Kronk or Squirrel, you'll, you'll eventually figure it out if you're Pacha material. And when I say that, means you're wanting to become your human integrated brain, so your whole self. It's not an easy journey, and that's why it's not uh, to make fun of anyone ever. When I use words like the badasses or secure attachment, I know that a person who has had childhood trauma is just as big of a badass as any one of us. The difference is if they don't get help, then they're on a screen talking about, you know, testing and they're not doing shit for themselves or they're out drinking. Uh, and uh, that's not fun to watch either when you see people who are actually making up excuses because they think they're special because they're mystics. And that's usually where they go. Because uh, if they're not a mystic, then they're usually going to be in some other shithole with people that are even, I don't even know which one's more dangerous because uh, right now I'm thinking homelessness, drug addicts, alcoholics, uh, you know, uh, lost in the middle of who knows where. So part of me is like, I don't know, is it better for them to be lost as missed than neither one? The reality, neither one. We don't want them to be lost anywhere. We want people to have, we want them to have sources, resources. So it's a very sad thing to think about how many individuals are out there 
as the compulsive thieves from the Zen master tradition story of Sadhguru, and they're surrounded by non-disciples. They're surrounded by Cusco's and Isma's and the squirrel, and that makes me cry. <laughs> it makes me want to cry. So I'm going to disengage from the crying land because we have hope out there with all those lovely 5D educators, and let's talk about love. And as I was saying, when you're a securely attached person, no one is property. So love is not property. You're not mine. I'm not yours. You also don't fall in and out of love. Uh, and you don't be like, one day we'll be together, but not today. <laughs> Divine timing. They have to do. No. Uh, oh, you're not healed enough. You know what? Nah, you're no good. Oh, guess what? You know, I, I'm not worthy. You're not worthy. No, no. Uh, oh, I don't want to hurt you. Let me protect you from me. I'm so bad. Okay, so all of these things uh, do not have anything uh, to do with Pacha, so secure attachment relationships. They're all Cusco's, hanging out with Cusco's. And not good or bad. Again, they have plenty of coaches out there supporting and cheering people on to get through that. What I'm going to share with you is how if you're faced with a Cusco, obviously you have Pacha mannerisms, so kindness and compassion is your go-to. You also know no person is heartless, and you have, at least from what I've just shared, a bit of knowledge about people don't choose their unresolved trauma or attachment wounds. So please, again, recognize low self-esteem, indirect communication, passive-aggressive, aggressive, uh, problems with boundaries, all of that, gaslighting, manipulate. It's all basically a person who doesn't have healthy self-worth, you are not there to be their therapist or their martyr superior unless you want a codependent type relationship. If you're there for love, you're there because you enjoy them, they enjoy you, and nobody is actually going to be lecturing. So if there is, I think you are not a healed person, meaning the way that you are actively interacting with me, jealousy, envy, competitiveness, spite, whatever it is, the way that you're handling makes me feel that we have an issue here. We should talk about the issue. Okay, so what's missing? What do we need to do? What do we want to do? And that's number one. As a teenager, I had no problem with the teenage boyfriend. I don't remember all of our specific conversations, but they didn't get uh, broken up with and they didn't get lost, meaning I didn't say, yeah, you're, you're done, I'm done. And I didn't say, I'm jealous now and I'm going to check in on you. And actually, the jealousy part was exactly one of those areas that I knew, because culturally speaking, for the Southern Italians, if you don't own me and you're not jealous of me, it means you don't love me. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> uh, love means I want to see you flying high in, in the sky and I want you to be happy for my polyamory community. And so even if others make you happy, I will be happy for you. What I want to know is how do we want to establish our relationship? Do we want to move towards becoming a couple that builds a life together? And so with my teenage boyfriend, we kept saying yes to that. And so, yes, okay. So we kept on walking a path together as safe haven, secure base. Were there things that took place? Yes, uh, it was basically not being mature enough emotionally and mentally. We were teenagers. And so their patterns continued. But for example, after that first year, what I remember is they broke up with me uh, during the summer. And I was like, well, that's better than them staying with me because the summer is when you go on vacation and you want to have fun. And 
So that first year, I was upset about it. In fact, I was on vacation too. And with my friends, I got silly, as teenagers do. And in fact, I got so silly. And I called the boyfriend, ex-boyfriend at that time, right? Because we're no longer. I called him up and I'm uh, not making any sense. And they're asking me, can you let me talk to one of your friends? Because I think you can't talk to me right now. And I don't know who talked to them. But long story short, it was hilarious. So that's what teenagers do when you become a grown-up. You, you don't do that anymore. So as a grown-up, I can say that I did call one of my breakups, and they were beautiful in the way they talked to me. So uh, that was a nice conversation that ended, and then we're to this day family friends, and it's a beautiful relationship. And that's where a compersion person is a person who loves to see their loved ones move and have joy and happiness which is why we don't have separation like my teenage boyfriend with his partner who they've been lifelong partners and that is something that you don't struggle with if you have the pacha the healthy self-worth the integrated brain and that just means organically you have the ability to be your own safe haven regulate your nervous system when it's sad so the elephant in the room or on the chest, we all have had those, not make it into a competition of how many scars you got going on and how much gold you want to put in your heart. That's the human suffering love, people. They highlight that their pain is what expands them. You, you hear them all over the place. You know, people will only take guidance from those who have been through the darkness. And I'm like, no. And I know what they're saying, because again, we all have the depths of emotion. I remember... At a certain point in my journey, I'm like, wow, I didn't know you could hold that much emotion. And that's how I actually felt. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Seriously? You know, so you can find it humorous uh, to actually store emotions. But you know what tears are, right? No, you probably don't. No, I shouldn't say probably. My regular listeners do. But okay, so trauma charges, which means anything that is uh, important and uh, basically affecting your day-to-day your, your -day life stuff. Okay, that's why they talk about post-traumatic growth, but uh, we don't have to use those words. However, trauma charges, uh, they're released through urine, sweat, and tears. So when you have a freeing up cry, you will notice it, by the way, because it, it actually frees up parts of your, like one time it was a cute cry, I had with a colleague of mine, I was like, wow, I feel, I feel my heart, it's all, <clears throat> it's all freed up. In fact, there was a heart chakra activation around that time. So if you're a mystic, by the way, you'll notice these things intuitively, no, instinctively, because you're part of the energy and you're a 5D. It means you have the ability to stay grounded as a person, not, not the meta-awareness uh, in the, excuse me, the pseudo-aliveness. You're meta-aware of sensations, images, affects, meanings, and behaviors, you're grounded in your soothe system, and so you're not in a clinical dissociative experience, which is out of body, which is instead what you will find 4D mystics in. They have pseudo-aliveness because they are not using their prefrontal cortex. They're in their amygdala, is how I describe it, from what I gather, because of the way that their frontal lobes will be because they're in a safety behavior mode. They're in a I mean, Liz yelling on camera, she was not in a soothe system as she was doing that, and I believe she does find herself a channeler because she talked about God. I'm sent here by God. I will show you, and, you know, she's just 
yelling out of her mouth. And so here's why <clears throat> Clareland can be explained to you by our neuroscience community. I have a video, I didn't finish watching it, but he talked about clairvoyance, clairaudience, all of it. And so remember always, science is magic that works. And obviously there's still areas that are undiscovered that, that will be the case potentially always. But back to us. So polyamory or monoamory secure attachment relationships always have one thing in common and it's called direct communication. Nobody is getting rigid or chaotic. That's because we're all pachas. And so even if being lied to the face, if being twisted and turned and accused, falsely accused at a certain point, Cusco falsely accuses Pacha of trying to save him. He's saying, don't go to Eastman Kronk, they're going to kill you. And he says, no, no, you're just trying to keep me here because you don't want me to destroy your village. And he twists the reality, the truth, and he makes Pacha out to be a bad guy, which is what an adaptive child, by the way, will do once you've not taken the side of what they want to do. And they don't even, in fact, there's nowhere in the story. Well, no, there's one moment. The one moment where Cusco does say, I'm sorry, and Pacha, you know, hugs him. And they don't worry about it because, again, Pacha is the safe haven, secure base. He's the secure attachment figure, not only in the story, but in a relationship. And so when that's the case, you won't lie or hide or objectify none of that you're going to be happy for the growth that happens and happy for the consistent contingent communication that can be established between you and another which is why you don't say one day but not now oh i don't love you anymore oh you know what i just wanted to fuck you that's all and actually people don't really have the guts to say that one so that's always a fascinating one because you know it would be just very easy if people who were in that group would say, you know, that's the type of relationship I would want, even though what we find today, luckily, are apps. We have beautiful apps that people are very straightforward on. So when you meet those who lie, there's no need to be surprised. I mean, obviously, uh, any person would say, well, why lie? Like I said, some people are Cusco's. They don't know how to say what's what. And that's usually because uh, they will not have learned that from their own upbringing and they will not have desired to actually have a heart-to-heart -heart because that's going to require them to be vulnerable, first of all, with their selves. So if you are not healed enough, meaning you don't have healthy self-worth, you don't know that you're not superior or inferior and so that you're not your greatest mistake. And so when a person doesn't understand that and feel it, which is my past comes with me because it's with me, but I'm not going to identify with what I did as I am going to be a piece of shit for the rest of my life. That's the shame defectiveness cycle, which is why when you cannot have self-love, and so when you cannot be an integrated brain with yourself, and so when you cannot have compassion and kindness with what mistakes you have made, you are lying to yourself like you were lied to and basically made to feel ashamed and humiliated and basically a piece of shit, you're in trouble. And that's the part of the inner child that people can learn to get out of completely with either good therapist or figuring out no human being is heartless, not myself and not anyone. And this whole devil evil thing, again, evil, people who need good therapy, devil, story that explains it. We don't need the story anymore. The whole God thing, we have the sphere of consciousness. 
You don't need to have the duality plane. The duality plane exists for the human suffering love people because they don't work with their brain to move into integration. And you can tell because they will, during ascension moments, full moon, all of it, their demons come out, which are all trauma memory charges, to the least or the extent. The ones who get excited, if they're like the squirrel, they're just going to turn it around. If they're an actual Cusco who becomes a Pacha, then you are going to see Pacha out of them. And if they're a Cusco who stays a Cusco, so again, uh, the part that is most important to note is you will know you, and that's all you need to be focused on because you will know one once you move into your full equanimous version and that's because you can hold with meta-awareness all of it if instead you have pseudo aliveness which is not a good thing for you but it's a and, and then what i mean is physically because it's an out-of-body experience means window of tolerance was shattered and when there's structural dissociation as well uh, and I've used these words with people as they were going through it and as, they, as I was first trying to walk them through actually and then later on presenting to them data uh, that I learned about and they all say the same thing. No, no, I, I was conscious because they don't know that in this case we're saying that no, you're not consciously aware, you're reactive. Of course you're conscious meaning awake. And that's why terms should not be used solo for those who don't know about attachment or trauma when you're trying to guide or support them. So when I come here and chit chat with you all, I don't try to explain every single word because there's no point in that. If you need mentorship and guidance one-to-one, then we can talk. But if somebody's asked and they have asked in the past, what's conscious and conscious, we have a talk about it. And you're going to only be able to know what it is if you actually converse but if you look it up for example within the neuroscience sphere or the philosophy sphere you're going to hear something different it and if you go instead to an attachment trauma researcher they're going to talk to you about it in another way so that that is something you want to remember as well and <clears throat> as i was trying to get back to our uh, conversation if a person did become aware and then they take ownership then they would say you know what okay I actually do need extra support because I am reactive in a way that I don't and cannot handle on my own in a way of taking ownership. Most people that I, again, have, uh, have addressed and shared topics with have denied that they need anything and it was not because they are not educated or because they thought I was trying to stick with, no, none of that. They actually just said humans suck. The human suffering is what life is, and there you go. And, and in the case of relationships, men are assholes, women are assholes, whatever it is, those gender stereotypes. And so instead of allowing themselves to learn how to talk, they still do what teenagers did, which, by the way, those lovely trauma therapists, they all talk about those who go for couples therapy. They don't want to be vulnerable with each other. Okay, so if you meet a person that is not securely attached, you're going to meet a Cusco or a squirrel or an Isma or a Kronk. And if you're a Pacha, what you're going to do, again, whether it's monoamory or polaramory, is have conversations, not accusations. And you, in fact, even as a mystic, don't say, I know more than you do about yourself. That's actually very disrespectful. And I've had personally mystics do this. I have Claire's. I know what you're thinking. Uh, no, you, you don't. <laughs> 
you're not in my brain. No, no, I know something's off. No, nothing's off. Again, let's talk. What, what, are, you, what are you doing? <laughs> so it's actually, in my book, not humorous, but interesting because they don't realize what they're actually doing. And all of these incidences, by the way, have taken, taken place on Ascension energy moments. Now, for my lovely oversoul, I have most of them within the spectrum of they're not reactive. And even the ones who I have, because I'm 44 at this point, yes, uh, they're all growing up. So they're settling into their chosen stories and their chosen energy, which is why they don't have the same type of uh, charge. Uh, some are expanding to human love narratives, yes, and some are instead staying in human suffering love narratives. And some are moving into Pachan, others are moving into Cusco's and staying there and, and so on and so forth. So there's a walk of life for everyone. And when it comes to, again, romance, there is no situation that is not addressed immediately because we don't hold information back and say, oh, I don't want to say it. I'm afraid that I'm going to hurt them. Let's talk about that one again for my polyamory, because you're the ones who are going to have more of a challenge. Monoamory, you're in a mononormative world, so you will be easily accepted, and that's because you're choosing one person. And so as you build the secure attachment figure relationship, if they are a pacha, you're a pacha, or you both choose to be a pacha, and that's with your good intentions of, supporting each other when in, in emotional distress. You don't need to use equations, but you know, if they're stressed out, they might be reactive. They might get moody. I don't get insecure. And that's easy if you have secure attachment. If this is hard, then you want to look into attachment coaches because there's anxious, there's uh, preoccupied, the styles. I'm talking for the adults, there's attachment style coaches and consultants or whatever. They, I don't know if they use consultants, but they can help you to work out your attachment styles. The attachment category is different and I will support more of attachment category therapists, but if you're just focusing or interested in having it work out with a partner, then I'm going to say the attachment style coaches. And as uh, Jessica Fern and Poli Secure points out, most of those therapists support monoamory. And that's because they know about your attachment system needing at least one primary caregiver. And so you're going to be able to settle in and build a secure attachment lifestyle with someone. Jessica Fern shares why she prefers or thinks polyamory is the best choice. But then again, she's polyamory which is why in my book, it doesn't count. You, you, you know you prefer this and you can tell me all the data you want, but the realistic part is when you see people out there, it is understandable to me why a therapist will lean towards monoamory. And it's not because it's culturally the norm. There's a lot of human suffering left. There's a lot of Cusco's out there. And that's because that implicit memory and all the stuff that happens when you're growing up, it's, it's a journey. For you to get to reparent and then become your adult and and so i'm just going to share that i find it more advisable because if you are a person who has a sensitive ego and you don't know your own worth the minute one of your partners does anything that says boo or yells at you is the minute that you are completely going to be 
unreasonable because you're going to be emotional. And so why put that stress, especially since love is a beautiful journey and, you know, our life is short. And so in my book, I'm not saying one is better than the other. Actually, no, not, not to say the least. I'm saying me, if you're secure attachment, you have healthy self-worth, you're differentiated, means you can tell me boo all day long. I know exactly that I don't emotionally have like flinching going on because of course you're different. I'm not in your body. And it's an actual thing. You know that you can have meaning and value to some and you can be meaningless and valueless as a member of the herd. You know that you can be worthy to others as well as worthless. And that that doesn't mean the end of your life because you will have used an integrated brain. Humanly speaking, I, Maria, can know that I might be meaningless. As a child or a teenager growing up, it has a different way that it hits you, but you make sense of it because, well, <laughs> that makes sense. You're living life for you, not for me. I mean, that's selfish of me to think that I would have a priority of any type. And, you know, here's where you also realize why you have a priority for people. I'm going to leave that one to the side. Love is unconditional when it's there. So the priority is ideal for people who do seek to find the therapist that can help them. And that's because they want to work on their relationship. So they don't find an excuse. Uh, you're not healed enough. You're broken. I'm broken. I'm going to, you know, save you from me. That's the lamest thing. And I do know I shouldn't use lame. But whenever somebody said, I'm saving them from me. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. You're just, you know, well, one, you obviously don't know your worth, which tells me everything. But two, that's a good excuse uh, to say that. Because instead of just talking and actually trying to figure it out, you just want out. Just say, I want out. Uh, that's way better. Now, some people, they don't know what they want. So obviously, that's where they could say, I don't know what I want. And then, though, you don't know, so you disengage from anything romantic with that human being. And you leave it as a friendship. You don't come in and out. And instead, people say, I don't know what I want, but I will come in and out. And then you find people again, right here. Uh, when I have seen people do this, and for me, the coming in and out isn't a deal breaker because... Again, when you can be your own safe haven, secure base, it's because you are your primary attachment, secure attachment figure. You have healthy self-worth. So they're not a lifeline to your own purusha prakriti, to your own energy, to your own vitality. Your love is there because you have a body. And so they add to your life and you add to their life. And so you, again, no matter how it goes, that's why we don't have sagas with twin flame or flame, as long as they're happy, that's what matters because that's what love is. In polyamory with secure attachment, I have compersion. If you're happy with your other partners, that's great. You're happy adventuring the world, awesome. You're doing whatever, awesome. You don't want to talk to me, it's cool. When we catch up, we'll find out how we're doing, that's cool too. And when I was saying for the Italians, the whole jealousy thing, here's where jealousy and envy exist because our species way back when when they were not worthy or needed or they broke a leg or whatever, oh, you're out with the lions. And so this is something that comes with us because it's of, oh, I might not be worthy enough. So in the form of jealousy, it's you're afraid you're going to lose what is yours. So it means you have low self-esteem about yourself. Envy means they have something that you don't feel you have and you want it. And you can make it into motivator, of course. But when we're talking about partners, there's not in a healthy partner dynamic that there is compersion. But that's only possible if you have healthy self-worth. 
And so you would know, I don't need to be jealous when it's cultural or it's just something that, again, people feel that it's um, what should be. And that's why when you're easygoing, and so you do whatever you want, people can and have interpreted it. Like I said, my lovely Italian friends, you don't care. No, I do care. I just don't own you. <laughs> you don't own me and you don't own me. So don't come with that. Uh, yeah, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you suffocating me? Why, why are you having me, you know, I, I have things I want to get done and do and have fun and life's too short to do that. So again, knowing though how to accept cultural differences, different love language and uh, languages, and when people are not healed, so they don't have healthy self-worth, and therefore they will be reactive, like Cusco with this squirrel, and Cusco with Yzma and Kronk, and by all of those, as a Pacha, you maintain a compassionate, kind, and knowingness of no one's heartless. This is expansion and an ability to talk about the relationship and to actually expand together. No matter what trust has happened, where there have been aspects, or there are still aspects that are behind the scenes, there's ways that you can, like at the end, where, again, Pacha and Cusco end up living next to each other because they love each other without Cusco becoming an actual secure attachment, self-worthy, healthy person who says, I own up to all of it in a way that, know, that I know I'm not my biggest mistake. I know why I did what I did. I'm going to talk about it with Pacha. And I'm actually going to say, you know what? I want to live with you. <laughs> are near you because I like you. you. You and I, it feels good. It feels right. It, it makes my life special. And that's where when it's, again, polyamory or monoamory, this is what it is. You make my life special and I want you in it. And then talking about those aspects because there's healthy self-worth is not going to be nervous systems that are, oh, I'm afraid to lose you. Because see, to me, jealousy is I'm afraid to lose you, but it's suffocating because that's the part of where it's an insecurity. It's an insecure nervous system and that's their thing. So you can say, you're not gonna lose me and I want to go and have fun in the world. The minute that you're going to have doubts is the minute that I'm gonna have to, every time I go out, every time I do this, every time I do anything, check in with you or whatever, this is what happens then. And so again, it's very understandable for those who are monoamory, that's why you don't deal with any of that, you enter but for my polyamory, you want to understand that every time this happens, you have the opportunity to be a pacha. And they can be a pacha. If they're a pacha already, then you will know basic conversations. If for any reason they're a Cusco, but they're a Cusco who's becoming a pacha, that's going to be very beautiful. If, on the other hand, they're a Cusco who does not know how to speak a truth, you know that uh, there are ways for two people to continue because again no matter how no matter how Cusco twisted things Pacha was always there knowing you're not heartless and all that you're doing is because you were taught and you're afraid and there's there's all these answers that well I'm filling those gaps in with attachment wounds trust breaks emotional triggers trauma so insecurity immaturity but not a uh, isma or a squirrel Okay, and not uh, Kronk, really, uh, more than anything, Kronk, you can't. <laughs> I don't know how to talk about Kronk yet. But what I'm saying is, uh, when you have a Cusco and a Pacha, it can work. Because Cusco does 
end up saying I'm sorry in certain points and he knows that he's learning something and he knows that he's safe and they have fun together okay and that's just because we all navigate life differently but the whole one day but not now or you fall in love and out of love or you know you are not the one because and even here people organizing monoamory or polyamory and uh, things that don't work out any relationship can work if two people want it to and that's the part so for my polyamory you're going to have more things to address because you have a lot of different types of people out there and uh, you will know how to handle it if you're a pacha because you know no body is heartless even if they're using indirect communication passive aggressive low self-esteem so they might gaslight whatever you know how to handle it and that's because you don't do let me shame blame fault or revenge you again you're in your prefrontal cortex in a state of compassion and kindness integration of the brain your nervous system is in soothe system and you're a functional adult who will use your mouth to say i don't know what's going on here but uh let's talk and 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 that's it and you know this is the part it's not hard it's not hard to be vulnerable so it's not hard to say uh, i'm afraid that i will lose you and actually when there is emotional stuff going on that's because you have a valuable person in front of you for you and them the same again nobody's heartless that's the whole point and everybody's scared because secure attachment figures life is unknown and people can make decisions and turn around and change their mind but this is the part that is beautiful about love with an open heart and a pacha way is you are going to live life completely beautifully and having all of those people in your story doesn't change what you're building because actually what you're doing is creating more love in the world and setting an example of secure attachment and integration of brain and restoring embodied self. So the relationships of people, again, whether polyamory or monoamory, the love message is love in your love. You can look at somebody and you don't have them they're in your brain. They're people and they need nervous systems that are in soothed system that look at them as whole. That's the part if Cusco didn't have Pacha he would have only had the other and that's what we see a lot of so we want more 5d collective people building secure attachment relationships and so the love message guidance is for that it's to support you on just chit-chatting hearing about how to handle and it might be repetitive at some point for my regular listeners even though you know I change it up but essentially when you're talking to anybody, no matter their manners, no matter what, if you're a pacha, you know that you're not going to get it quote-unquote right. What does that mean? Of course you're going to get passionate. Of course you're going to cry. Of course you have all those emotions. That's the whole point. There's the one thing, though, is you don't make accusations. You don't make assumptions. You don't go into a conversation, I'm going to prove I'm right. You don't excuse a emotional trigger. You don't shame, blame, fault, or do revenge. You don't do the squirrel bit. And you don't do Yzma either. So you play not even a Cusco. You don't play that game. You play, I'm going to tell you what I feel and think. And if I get reactive, I'll say I'm sorry. And if I don't, I, I won't. And I'll say I don't feel sorry. I'll have a debate with you. I'll have a passionate whatever. It doesn't matter. But always within the realms of when you look in that person's eyes, they're not heartless. And you're not heartless. And you're both people. And what is happening is called discussion or more 
And if you're able to be meta aware, this is going to be easy because you're going to say, hey, calm down, nervous system. We're just having a conversation. As you're even debating with people, you can do that. I've done it plenty of times. And one of my biggest moments is a very funny one. My regular listeners know about that one. And I'll never forget it because that was the day where it's like, wow, I'm proud of myself. What are you talking about? Why are you proud? This is who you are. This is what we all can be. So I knew that I was in that restored embodied self and able to be in the presence and to continue conversing with love and wholeness in the presence of that individual. So we are all potential grown-ups and pachas and lovers and conscious and to share that is a great gift. So tune on in for more and have a great day.